0: Friends, (laughs) welcome back to.
1: (laughs) Welcome back to (laughs) my (laughs) sister, (laughs) baby (laughs) viewers!
0: I'm so happy to be here today. I cannot speak for my counterpart, though the look on her face makes me feel like we're gonna talk about things i trusted you no.
2: i trusted I didn't you do this specific thing to you you literally did though <laughs> we're making a whole podcast about it i know thank you listen if y'all are listening to our way of king's coverage Emily really likes that. I do. In fact, I believe your exact words were, this is the best book I've ever read. It's true. Emily, I got to admit, this is not the best TV show I've ever I seen. No, I'm sorry. It had built up some goodwill, burnt it all like a magician's splash paper <laughs> in
0: this
2: episode. Yeah, guys, um...
0: So we're talking today about Roswell Season 1, Episode 17, Crazy. <laughs>
2: um, It was not great. It was okay for about 75% of it. And then the last quarter of the episode just took a nosedive. Like, and and specifically what I was so mad about... Were characters acting, not just out of character, but characters acting illogically. Mm -hmm. Like going against who we know they are. We were talking about this that I had a feeling they, somebody asked for a dramatic redirection of the show. Mm -hmm. Because you told me this week that their pilot was the highest testing pilot that Fox Network had had up to this point. Yep, yep. And so they're like, it's a hit on, on their hands, write it, make it, do it. They reference a movie several a fake movie several times in this episode, saying, "Oh, it got bad reviews. It got bad reviews." And I'm like, "I feel like because the executive (laughs) producer wrote this episode, so one of the I'm going to guess the showrunner wrote this episode. I have a gut feeling, zero proof behind it, (laughs) that the ratings of the show were going continuously down, and the people behind it were being told, "Change it up," or, you know, you'll get your plug pulled, you know, change it up, or we're going to cancel the show. And so they're like, oh, you want us to change it up? Is this (laughs) changing it up (laughs) enough for you?
0: And it was too much. It was too much. It was a very intense episode. I just remember feeling halfway through it that, like, there was too much input going on. I get really sensitive to that. Like sometimes yeah. like I, I have to turn music down and everything. But they had like this really intense soundtrack playing the whole time, like a Jason Bourne Tom Clancy sort of spy soundtrack. Except for
2: a switch would get flipped instantly yep. because it's like, oh we have to tell them it's a cute scene. All right, cue the cute music. Um so as a as a quick summary of what happens this episode. Mm-hmm. They gave us a two-minute long previously on, recapping yeah. absolutely everything that has happened since the pilot, which was a big warning sign. Um, Mr. Topolsky shows back up. Yes. I did say last episode, the school needed its guidance counselor. Miss Topolsky shows back up frantically trying to convince the kids that the FBI, there's an evil sect of the FBI, especially one particular alien hunter who's after them. Yep, She tries to convince the kids. The kids as a group don't believe her. She tries to convince several of the kids solo. They don't believe her. She tries to convince the sheriff, who apparently doesn't believe in aliens anymore, just doesn't believe in them. It's done.
0: And it's like he had a hot obsession for a minute.
2: <laughs> okay. You could make Emily's a diorama out of making it. fun of me because i'm going through what is probably an adhd fueled <laughs> ultra super obsession right now about building miniatures and diagrams but and I dioramas believe that you can do it okay i want you to do it the problem is you guys okay so i'll get these obsessions like pokemon go or book binding and i'll do them really hard for about a week and then i just never do them again thing is because i'm so busy with work i don't have time to build a diorama so my brain is like you should make a diorama out of this and i'm like i i can't i can't anyway and then it ends with this showdown where listen there there were a couple argument scenes that were written well Yes, yes. And we are going to go through the episode in order, like like always. But there were a couple argument scenes that were written well. But the finale of this episode just so fell apart. Frustrating. And I looked at Emily. I looked at my sister in the oh. eye after this. And I said, Emily, when does Roswell get good? And she says, I don't think I should tell you. And I was like, <laughs> Emily? <laughs> Emily, when does Roswell get good?
0: Okay. So in my professional opinion... The, like, second to last episode of this season.
2: <laughs> Sorry. You told me season two. So I thought you were about to say the second to last episode of season oh, two. No. i was like, then why'd you bring it, Mark?
0: <laughs> um, so I believe, and I'd have to check again. Please don't fact check me. I already had to apologize about getting actresses' names wrong. Um, I believe the second to last episode of this season... Is like one of their higher-rated episodes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so that kind of kicks it, kicks it off. I don't know if there's something I should tell you. No, I'll just—I trust I, you. No, 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 no. I'm trying to think. Like, I'm trying to think if I should tell if I should tell the audience this as well. If people are watching it through, about saving the show.
2: What? Did a bunch of people say this show sucks? Cancel it? And then the fans said. Don't cancel the show. You're so sexy. When did that
0: happen? From what I understand, there was like a write-in and fans of the show would send, I guess it was the WB at this point, like bottles of Tabasco sauce with notes saying, please don't cancel.
2: (laughs) Well, I'm glad that the letter writing campaign worked. What am I talking about? I can't (laughs) believe that. They should have let it die. No, because then we wouldn't have a season two. They liked season one enough to do that right in Yes. Okay, then this this episode must have kicked off from that. Probably. Because just the drastic changes in tone and stuff from mm-hmm. this. They killed Toby from the West Wing, you guys. Oh, yeah. Okay, so they... Yeah, we're going to jump ahead really fast. Um, Topolsky is
0: trying to convince the sheriff at one point, hey, this is true, this guy got killed in front of me, like, like, she's describing piece piece by piece, like, people are being tortured and torn apart, torn apart in front of all these people, as an example, and she's like, ask about your friend, and I'm like,
2: he, Sheriff doesn't have a friend. Stevens, Andrew Stevens or something. Yeah, I'm like, the Sheriff doesn't have a friend in the FBI. And I said, oh, it's Toby from the West Wing. And And I said, no, it's not. And I'm like, well, who else would it be? There were no other important characters. So I was expecting
0: some sort of, like, flashback, like, this is the sheriff's friend from forever ago and they lost yeah. touch and blah, blah, blah.
2: He was not in the previously on. They didn't even show a picture of him in his file. And I'm like, oh, they can't afford him anymore. He's on West Wing now. <laughs> Let's start at the beginning. All right. So, the previously on covers. Liz being shot. Max fixing the bullet. The flashbacks they have of each other's past. The the very deep mental connection they have. The silver handprint on her belly. Max per- telling her that she's an alien. He's an alien. He's an alien. <laughs> Who's an alien? Who is dating? Who is together? The sheriff is evil. The sheriff wants to know about Max Evans. We should lay low. We're aliens. Everyone's against aliens. Everyone's against us. We're sucking face and Liz sees visions about it. Anyway... It's stuff that's not important to the episode. Yeah. I mean, it's it's about them finding the orb. The, the not-egg baby. <laughs> the not-egg baby. And then Mr. Polsky showed up in the previously on, and I was like, great, Mr. Polsky's coming back. But basically, this previously on was condensing so much of what previously happened. Like,
0: usually they just do, like, a very generic kind of, oh, here's, like, two or three things you need to know. But this was, like, 18 points of this is very important storyline. There's another alien.
2: There was a crash. He can transform. This is what it looks like when he transforms. And this is one of the reasons why I think this is the episode where they're like, we absolutely have to change the direction of the show. And they must have gone back. I mean, they brought Julie Benz back because Mm -hmm. of course she's amazing. And you know, they're like, oh, we got a big guest star. We got Julie Benz back. They're trying to reboot the show here. So people coming into the show for the first time, comment on this episode mm-hmm. and it just wasn't it left me with a sense of dread oh, just no. starting this with... oh, no. but so we start up in the Crashdown cafe and yes. guess who the no line cook is guess who has
0: a new job something megan has been like pushing for the whole series is michael because Michael's an adult with his own apartment and he has to afford
2: rent. And so he has a job. There's a... It's treated like the A storyline here. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. I guess it's the B because Mr. Polsky's is the A storyline. About how Maria is jealous of what Max and Liz have. And she's mad that Michael isn't more romantic. And I'm like... <sighs> it was a frustrating storyline because previously, especially on... Independence Day we've shown that Maria knows Michael better than anyone else and while it did feel true to Maria to be the kind of girlfriend who's like I want more I expect more I feel she's grown enough over the course of the season that this was just a storyline for her I didn't care for. Yeah it was it was definitely done
0: in order to ratchet up the tension between the two of them. Because yeah, they they do go through, through this because Max is the most attentive boyfriend. He's the one that shows up with the perfect gift and he's the one that is a oh.
2: horrifying gift actually. When we get to what the gift is, I hated it. Really? It it was creepy to me. Okay, it was not to me. Okay. The... Should we just say the gift now, or should we save it? One, listen, two, I'm gonna three. no, I'm gonna leave you with a sense of dread. What is this horrible gift that made Megan's skin crawl and Emily's skin soft? We'll find out. But to my great disappointment, where I was like, okay, after the sexual healing episode, maybe Liz and Max will turn it down a bit. No, the opposite of that happens.
0: There, listen, I
2: okay. A lot
0: of this is nostalgia talking. I'm, okay, I'm of multiple minds about this. Uh Uh-huh. First mind, I think they're adorable together and they're so hopeful and bright-eyed and bushy-tailed about the future. Yeah, yeah. And everything is great. But then at the same time, I'm just like, Max and Liz, I don't know. I can see why Maria would be so frustrated because she sees what she sees as like the perfect... The perfect couple who understands everything and can just look into each other's eyes and know what the other is thinking and she really likes Michael but she's trying to push him into this mold mold that that's not him if he were to do that that he wouldn't be Michael anymore mm-hmm. and she finally gets that by the end of the episode but I feel like that was kind of done in order to just be like oh look there's tension in the ranks. oh no the couple might break up and It wasn't organic or anything.
2: Yeah, I I can see where that's coming from. Um, I just, they, they pulled off the will they won't they for so long that now Max and Liz are really together and super physically affectionate all the time, which I, you know, it feels authentic to a teenage relationship. It just isn't fun watching them trying to find places to go make out all the time <laughs> that's true that was like, a little annoying i don't even like that in my fan fiction <laughs> oh yeah there's this weird sea storyline where Isabel has a new friend in town mm-hmm. and i didn't care for that at all i'm like this episode already okay so do you remember the andrew garfield spider-man film do i remember it yes yes okay did you know in the second amazing spider-man there was a Mary Jane actress cast, and several scenes shot with her, and she was part of the story. Oh. Now, keep in mind, this is the the film that already had three villains. Yes, and they were going to do three villains and two love interests, and they're like something has to go, and the Mary Jane scenes were oh, cut. Should have been a villain that went. That was the okay. We can't talk about it. It was too many villains in that story. <laughs> Say Mary Jane should have been a villain. Oh, that would have been great. <laughs> ah. Unexpected um but anyway i feel that tess was one thing's too many for this episode Mm -hmm. but that was part of the isabel and alex storyline where they're trying to keep isabel and alex apart so they give isabel this new very suspicious australian friend (laughs) (laughs) who's not australian sorry the actress is
0: (laughs) yeah because everyone else is going off and doing their thing
2: pairing up and you would think isabel and alex would go off and do that So we've got some of the episode up as reference for as we're talking. Liz and Max are finding their first place to go make out. This is Bentley Point. This is the place where Topolsky gets got at the end of the episode. Oh. Do you recognize that stretch of trees? I do. Now I do. They may have even shot it on the same night. Maybe. But
0: they're (gasps) hardcore making out in the car and all of a sudden the subtitles say kissing, comma, panting and I was like (laughs) absolutely not. They're interrupted by Miss Topolsky who runs up and she looks rough. Like, she's got, I mean, her eyes, the makeup that they did was great because she looks really haggard and, and Exhausted. Tired. Yeah. First of all, she's like, you're in danger. You just need to act like normal kids. And they're like, we are normal kids. Like- That's, no.
2: Okay, but the way Max says it, <laughs> it's so serial killer. Where Miss Topolsky's like, you're in danger. To protect yourselves, you have to act like normal kids. And Max holding Liz in his arms, says through knitted eyebrows, we are normal kids. (laughs) (laughs) So, Miss Topolsky has busted free of some secret alien hunting sect of the FBI who's been torture interrogating her uh, for the last... We'll, We'll find out throughout the episode is that when she disappeared and reported back for reassignment, they tortured slash interrogated her for four weeks, and then they're like, okay, you're part of our unit now. Once you know, there's no going out. Yeah. Plus, you've had contact with... Plus, you've had contact the with, quote, the subject. And here's the thing. They apparently don't have enough proof or evidence to arrest... They think only Max Evans is an alien.
0: Okay, here's, here's why I think they think that, because I've been thinking about that, too. We're just like, why wouldn't they also suspect his sister... She's adopted, so they would assume he, she's not
2: blood. They're both adopted. <laughs> yes. And they got adopted at the same time from the same orphanage who found them both wandering naked together on the side of the road at age six. I'm not
0: saying it's a good reason, I'm saying that they made assumptions. You should not make assumptions.
2: Because when you do that, you make an ass out of you and me. That is right. Assume. whom? Okay. <sighs> I don't like it. I'm sorry. So, Topolsky interrupts Max and Liz making out. Mm-hmm. And then... We have the opening credits, which had a new shot, which I pay enough attention to, Emily. I can always spot when there's a new shot in the opening credits. Are you impressed by me? I'm very
0: impressed by you.
2: Maria and Michael are making out, and they're saying each other's names in a very breathy sort of way. Mm -hmm. And then she says Max's name. And Michael's like, "What, Max? And then we turn around. Isabel, Max, Alex. And Liz are quietly standing in Michael's apartment, having let themselves in silently, did not announce their presence, waited and watched their (laughs) friends make out until Maria noticed them. And I know... That 100% is because the writers wanted Maria to say the wrong name while they were making out because the B story is that Michael is feeling insecure in his relationship due to how Max and Liz are getting along together. And aren't you impressed? I got every name right in I'm that speech. Speechless. <laughs> I'm not even have to edit anything. <laughs> so this is the first argument scene. Yes. And everyone lays out their... Their points in this argument scene mm-hmm. uh liz and max tell everybody about Topolsky. yeah
0: so you know they lay everything out and basically the whole group is like well what are we gonna do because they're realizing the fbi is getting involved like all of a sudden this has gone from hey we're just trying to live a normal life to oh my gosh we have to live a normal life so the fbi does not find us
2: also alex is now just like part of the group Well, he knows about them. Yeah, but when did that make him part of the group? Why wouldn't it make him a part of the group? Because he was mad at them for lying to him. I swear the last time we saw him, well, it was Isabel kissing him for science. But, like, he has not spoken any words to Michael or Max. And now he's just... It's... Okay, so in this episode, the given is... Alex is one of us and he's always been one of us and he has an equal say in all of this. Mm-hmm. And the other given is, hey, the sheriff's on our side. We should trust him
1: mm-hmm. because
2: the sheriff shot that guy in the convention convention episode, which was like four episodes ago. And sheriff was not in kissing. Ep- sheriff was not in episode 16. He was a little bit in Independence. independence day but only because he suspected michael of murdering hank <laughs> and i'm realizing after the rudum shoot him kill that guy in the convention which you were like is he gonna have to pay for that and I wrongly assumed that, like, oh, no, it's an extrajudicial shooting. He's the sheriff. He just does whatever he wants. Topolsky actually brings that up as a, hey, do you know what? That was actually a bad idea you did four episodes ago. And because now that's what put the FBI onto all of this. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not because that guy had any accurate information. It's just that the FBI tracks UFO nuts. Now, if you recall, Sheriff Valenti and... (laughs) (laughs) had a conversation a few episodes ago. It might have been into the woods where his son was like, Dad, you care about aliens more than you care about me. And isn't that what drove Grandpa away? Isn't that what drove grandpa away? And you would think that Sheriff Valenti at the end of that episode would be like, you're right, son. I care more about you than I care about aliens. You're my son. You're my family. I love and I care about you. And then there was a little bit of a twist at the end where instead he goes to his father who's still alive and is like, dad, you were right about the aliens. You were super right about the aliens. You, I shouldn't have doubted you for even half a second. Why does Sheriff Valenti not believe in aliens anymore in this episode? Why did he buy the absolute bull story
0: (laughs) that he buys at
2: the end of the episode? It's just, ugh, it's really frustrating. Yeah,
0: they, what they've done is they've taken everyone's characters and said, the plot needs to do this, mm-hmm. therefore you have to do these specific things to get the plot to move, rather than having it move in an organic, natural yeah. way. And it's very
2: frustrating, because it, it feels so choppy, mm-hmm. and it feels so weird. Mm-hmm. This is exactly like, do you remember the end of the episode where they each had to hold a glowing gem to save Michael's life, and they're yep. like, we absolutely need five of us, and then Liz, for some reason, is like, I can't do it! Mm-hmm. But there was no actual repercussion, magical repercussion, yes, of her failing to hold the stone. It just had, oh, her and Max can't get together because he can't trust her because she was afraid in that moment. Yep. So, like, the the writers want these things to happen. So they, like, plant their tent poles in the ground in the outlining phase. But they don't, they don't have enough building materials to connect Mm -hmm. these two scenes at least not in a clear way because i feel like these
0: characters if they were presented with the situation that these characters are presented with would not have acted in the way that they're acting now Mm -hmm.
2: so the main problem of this first argument is do we believe Mm topolsky liz says i believe her she seemed really scared yep and then michael says well you believed her the first time too what does that mean they believed she was a guidance counselor i guess there's a lot of
0: stretching you have to make a lot of stretching and it's listen this is gonna it might sound stupid your tv audience is not stupid but your tv audience can make their own connections but if you make the the dots too far away
2: no one's Mm -hmm. gonna connect anything you need a lot more dots (laughs) need a dot (laughs) drop in this argument, Alex brings up, you know, Michael, where would you and the other aliens be if Liz and I didn't stick out our necks to expose Topolsky? Mm-hmm. They, they didn't. They didn't expose her to anyone. And I know this, I remember this very clearly because as in the previously on, they didn't expose her to anyone. They found out who she was and she left before they could tell anyone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe
0: this, that was the first thing he'd ever done wrong or like rebellious against the teacher so he feels like he did a
2: really big thing well i think it's because they want us to pretend like alex has been part of the team the whole time <laughs> where topolsky later is like all six of you are on that list and then later she says to Cher valenti you're on that list and i'm like how many people are on this list it's starting to it's starting
0: to sink into these kids that things are getting bad and They just have themselves. They just have these six teens by themselves. They don't have any adult support. They don't have anyone they can turn to and confide in. So I can see why it's scary and they would want to maybe be more cautious um, because... Like, as much as you want to be like, yeah, I'm 16, I'm 17, I'm an adult, sometimes you're going to get in a situation where you're like, I need an adult. And to not be able to
2: go get mm-hmm. one has got to be, at least for me, I would be really scared. Yeah. So the the team is basically divided up that they're on a spectrum of believe or disbelieve. Mm-hmm. And Liz is planted firmly on believe and Michael is planted firmly on disbelieve. And I would say... In order is Liz, Alex, Max, Maria, Isabel, Michael. Mm-hmm. Although Maria maybe bumped a little higher up the list because it's supposed to be like a huge plot twist that she has voting against later. Max has the stupidest line where he's like, whether we trust her or not, it doesn't hurt to take her advice. And that i means... like, you trust her. <laughs> that means you trust her. Again, we think Max is smart because he's a serious-faced boy. <laughs> And again max is a fool <laughs> they decide that michael's apartment is the safest hiding place for the strange alien artifact they found
0: why here's here's my take on it is because if anyone were to break in no one else would get hurt because no one else lives here like if they were to keep it at the Evans'
2: house well the evans's house has already been broken into that is true have they not upped their security since then you know i don't know Maybe Liz could keep it in the brick compartment with her alien <laughs> diary that she thinks is so
1: safe.
0: Yeah, they're just kind of going about their way. You know, Alex and Isabel are sitting there having lunch. And Alex, I think, is is feeling like he's making progress with Isabel. And she, I think, is starting to dig her feet in a little bit. And uses the excuse of, hey, there's a new girl. Hey, come sit with us. Hey, let's talk about you and not our relationship. So the new girl is played by, I don't know how you say it, Emily DeRaven? Amelie DeRaven? I thought it was,
2: I don't know how to say it. I don't actually. know how to say it either. I'm sorry. She plays Claire in Lost and Belle in Once Upon a Time. Yes. And mm-hmm. she is the most in-style person that we have seen because it's the early 2000s, she's wearing blue eyeshadow, and she has plucked her eyebrows to be the tiniest, tiniest. <laughs> I remember when that was the style, and like, doing that with my own eyebrows. I'm glad that's not the style anymore. I like, I like a fuller eyebrow.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Isabel and the new girl bond over how hard it is to be beautiful and blonde. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Alex can't relate. Nope. He is not blonde. He is beautiful, though. He is beautiful. It's so flirtatious. Yes, it is. It is flirtatious. She is horning in on Alex's territory. And Isabel's like, she's just a friend. She's just a friend. And I'm like, are they setting her up to be an evil lesbian? Are they? I hope they set her up to be a nice lesbian. (laughs) Again, I think Isabel should have dated Maria instead of Michael. I don't know if I should say again. I don't know if I've said that on the podcast. Alex. That one. Don't date your brother.
0: (laughs) So, Isabel has just invited the new girl to their house. And... The boys are mean. The boys are mean about it. They're like, you can't have people over. We're supposed to lay low. We're... Before this. um, Michael is asking Max for romantic advice. Because he's so good at it with Liz. And I thought this was so weird because Max is like... Yes, let me tell you of my ways. And it's just weird. It was weird. It was written weird and it's very like stilted and because Max has been behind a tree his whole life. <laughs> and all of a sudden, he's this suave Casanova.
2: Casanova. Casanova. Cassiopeia. That's right. Casanova. <laughs> We're not doing a crossover. Yeah, all of a sudden, you know, I think you you expressed sentiment to me that max was the most out of character this episode out Mm -hmm. of everyone oh yeah we're gonna get into that too a lot now that they have progressed from the will they won't they to permanent will they I feel both max and Liz have really changed we talked about it last episode that they were both acting so out of character but it it seemed like that was become uh, some alien molecular power magics but it's continued on into this one. Mm-hmm. Like school out the window. They yeah. are cutting classes and they're going to the eraser room and they're doing all this stuff. Yeah, because Liz has
0: always been the good student, and all of a sudden she's basically taken another path. So but listen, as much as we're complaining about the plot, the acting is great.
2: That's the thing is these these actors are doing, their level best to bring their consistency in their craft, mm-hmm. and they are delivering these lines that I'm like, ugh. <laughs> yeah, they're yeah.
0: Anyways, I don't want to complain the whole time. So really, I'm... I do.
2: <laughs> I tr- no, I don't. The lighting's great as always. Good job, lighting Shattered people. To the director of photography and lighting and all that. So as Max is talking about his secret secrets of ways with women uh test the new girl over here and she's like wow how do you know so much about women <laughs> i'm kidding the actress does a great job covering up her australian accent mm-hmm. i just was listening with a super duper ear because i love uh what's a time anyway so they're like isabel what are you doing we're supposed to lay low and it's supposed like we're supposed to act normal.
0: Mm-hmm. Having friends is normal. And so I kind of like that because everyone's doing what they're supposed to be doing according to how they believe they're supposed to be doing it. For everybody else, it would be stay inside, all the blinds down, don't do anything. And Isabel's just like, no, we have to be normal people. Is Tess Niseido? Is she?
2: Yes. Okay. We have a guess that Tess is Niseido. That's dumb. Because Nasedo like, turns into a vagrant and leaves at the end of the episode. But he eats something. for per- He eats a pill out of a flask? What's that about? <laughs> a pill out of a flask? <laughs> it was weird. <laughs> That's why I noticed it. Okay. I'm going to point it out to you. He okay. pulls a little silver pocket flask out. He unscrews it. He puts something in his hand. And then he eats it. He does. I saw that. Just the way. What you described
0: it why was it a pill out of a bottle because it was a flask it was flat it's square (laughs) like a tic-tac box
2: no (laughs) so he ate tic-tacs in the last episode he was in huh okay i must have i must have missed scene because to me it looked like a silver like pocket flask oh, okay and so i thought he just had a pocket <laughs> flask of poop it was weird that's why i commented on it i'm sorry that's not
0: i'm not making fun of you it's just it's okay good job good job shut up <laughs>
2: <Don't patronize me. sighs> All right, Nasteo eats Tic Tacs. Has Tess eaten any Tic Tacs? I haven't seen anything. I didn't see anything. Anyway, everybody's very jealous of Isabel's special new friend. So Max mentions, "I okay." They had Max be so suave at romance because they needed something he say here Mm -hmm. to be a red herring in the next scene, right? Which I saw through right away. Remember, I was like, "It's not Max. It's (laughs) Sobolski." Um, Liz and Maria are working at the crash down and a set of flowers comes in as a delivery and Maria tries to claim them.
0: Yeah, she does. She's hoping they're from Michael. And I was expecting the delivery guy to come back again because he comes with this beautiful basket of, you know, carnations and roses and, and snapdragons and everything. And I was expecting him to come back again with like, a carnation from Michael to Maria and to have it be compared again, which that happens later with the gifts that we'll get to. But yeah, there's a note in Liz's bouquet saying, Hey, come meet me at
2: this place. Okay. Okay. The note, all capital letters, meet me at senior chow's in an hour period. Alone period. That's not romantic. That's a red flag. And I'm pretty sure I yelled red flag when we watched it <laughs> but finally, guess what we finally get a name for the mexican and chinese restaurant and it's senior, senior chow's.
0: chow's they uh-huh. they came back i'm so excited because at first it looks like it's just the mexican restaurant and i was like oh they picked a direction and went with it but then they turn the corner and there's all the red lanterns i'm like yes the weird restaurant is back yeah but liz shows up Beautifully dressed, all in red, very sexy, sits down at the table, and who should show up but Topolsky in a terrible wig, looking terrible. It looks just like the wig from Dear Evan <laughs> <laughs> But she is being real shifty, you know, looking around, just she looks twitchy, and you can just tell that she is not in a good place. And it's meant to make her look like she's unstable and crazy, which they do a really good job at. So Liz is sitting there. This crazy woman comes up to her, and this whole scene is played out. Basically, Liz is listening to Topolsky trying to convince her of this thing, and the actress playing Liz, Sherry Appleby, I think that's her whole name. Are you sure? No, you were wrong about. I actress was super last wrong. So maybe. <laughs> um, but she sits there, teary-eyed, not crying, but like, No, yeah, crying, crying, and I'm, I'm like, that, that's kind of weird, and then I realize. If you're a 16-year-old teenager and some crazy lady is leaning across the table talking to
2: you and being like,
0: you're in danger, you're going to die,
2: I'd be crying too. (laughs) Yeah, and we're using the word crazy because that's the title of the episode. That's the title of the episode, listen. And that's how they like refer to her throughout. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, like Liz just cries as this is happening. So the whole restaurant is lit up red. Um, Ms. Topolsky has this bright blue... uh, has this bright blue fish tank behind her frame within a frame, frame within a frame, and it also puts like this splash of very different color on her shots specifically. Now, listen if I were to give this series credit for symbolism, it's they that did
0: steam, that was symbolic. They did steam, you're right.
2: Thank you. Topolsky seeing the situation in a different light from everyone else. <gasps> That's smart. Thank you. You're a smart, smart lady. Because literally everyone else is lit red. hmm Okay. Uh, FBI shows up.
0: We think. Because she gets nervous and runs off. But then guys in black kind of follow her out, so.
2: Uh, she wants Liz to meet her in a less public place. Um, and so... All of the teens are going to find this out, and they're going to talk about it again. And here we have the first, what I'm going to call, mock UN. We have the first mock UN meeting of the humans and aliens in this very dramatic camera swirling all around everybody. They are at the quarry-slash-reservoir-slash-area that we've seen before, Mm -hmm. and just the camera work in this sequence is very intense and everyone's acting is very intense very good they're using a lot of parallax with like you know even just a slight move of the camera makes makes the background move a bunch and it's it's shot very intense and very close even in the winners and i didn't care for it okay they also have very distracting music this is one of the things where i'm like okay
0: there's too much if it had been just camera movement and less music, it would have been fine. Or less camera movement and more music, it would have been fine. But it was there was so much going on in this scene that it was everything was distracting because the shots cut back and forth so fast that you know people barely get their thoughts out
2: before mm-hmm. the next person jumps in. So they put it to a vote: Do we trust Topolsky? Do we go meet her, or do we not? Mm-hmm. And there ends up being a tie. We think. Where it's going to be evenly split humans versus aliens. Because the aliens all say, no, do not meet with her. Yeah. But then Maria decides to side with the aliens. And mm-hmm. so they all, you know, this vote is no, we shouldn't go. Yeah, And so I feel that this happens way too early in the episode.
1: Mm.
2: Because the twist at the end is that Michael decides to go and meet with Topolsky. Yeah, This felt a little like hamlet where people talked about stuff and what could happen
0: but no one makes a decision until michael makes a decision and puts everything into motion for the last five minutes of the show this was a lot of standing still and yeah
2: so remember how the sheriff was dating maria's mom for three episodes i do remember that well topolsky's back and was Maria's mom in the previously on at all? No. Yeah. No, she wasn't. And does the sheriff mention that he's in a relationship to Mr. Polsky? No, he doesn't. Clearly Mr. Polsky's not here for romance. But, Topolsky shows up at his house, and they talk about the aliens, and they talk about the FBI, and he doesn't believe her. Yeah, And I'm like, what? Your whole <laughs> deal is your obsessive pursuit of Max Evans being an alien. Mm-hmm. And here
0: is someone confirming his fears, his
2: guesses. And he's just like, no, I I never believed in that at all. Yeah, and so this is when Topolsky explains a lot of the stuff we've talked to you about already, um, that she's experienced back at the Bureau and what she's afraid of. And she drops the name of this very important character. That I
0: didn't remember. (laughs) Dear friend.
2: Because I don't think they ever said his name. Never, ever. He gets called Sir, or he gets called Hey You by valenti Mm -hmm. and they were
0: never friends
2: like at all it was mostly like hey you're a contact
0: i have and so he calls the fbi to try and see he's got a rolodex (laughs) with a number on it which is very dramatic at one point because he calls the fbi and they're like oh he no longer works for him and you're like oh it's dead end and then he dramatically flips over to the next card and it's the guy's personal phone number
2: now i misread that i thought he didn't know which John Stevens Mr. Oh. Polsky was talking about, and so he's like, I'm going to flip through every John Stevens I know because there's so many of them, but underneath it, it says that it was it was his residence that he was calling, and mm-hmm. it's very sad he gets his widow That's on the phone. really sad
0: because he asks for, you know, the guy, and she's like- why won't they tell everyone he's dead? Like she's obviously had to tell people over and over again. And that's gotta be super, yeah. super tough. Cause she's like, why don't you know this? Why won't they tell people this? And you can tell he's like, Ugh. which, okay. So this is proof that what Mr. Polsky is saying, we're going to have to jump around a minute. Yeah. This is proof that what Mr. Polsky is saying is correct. Yeah. Yeah. By the end of the episode, Sheriff is convinced that Miss Topolsky is confused and lying and, yeah. lying and
2: delusional. delusional. And so So everyone's trying to be normal and they're at work the next day. So so Liz and Maria and Michael are at the crashdown, and Max is <laughs> handing out alien masks at the UFO center, which is his <laughs> UFO job. And the sheriff comes up to him, stands way too close very close even
0: if it wasn't a pandemic that's too close
2: inappropriate and the sheriff tries to say he has this weird speech that is in some kind of code but he's like trying to indicate basically the sheriff is saying hey i'm on your side now probably don't trust every adult you meet but trust me i know young men like you Some teenage boys might think of me as the enemy. I like to notice all the blue light in this scene. blue light indicate truth? Probably not. I'm reading too much into it. They like to use uh, a lot of different lights on the spectrum to to show this up. Plus the blue looks amazing with the sheriff's eyes. But anyway, he's like, remember how I protected you from Hubble? Remember how I shot and killed a man in front of you? To
0: protect you? To protect
2: you? Because I'm the good guy. I'm the law. (laughs) And I'm like, Buddy, the FBI or the law, too, just because it's technically not illegal to hunt extraterrestrials because it's not been codified into our laws yet doesn't mean that it's right. Anyway, the sheriff's like, I'm literally the only person you can trust. And I'm like, no, he's not. (laughs) So that evening, it's time for the gift. It's time to talk about the gift. (laughs) Emily, start us off. So...
0: Max, Liz, Michael, and Maria are going to go on a double date. And remember, Michael and Max had had a conversation about, here's what you need to do to girls. You need to give them gifts, take them someplace nice, all of these things. So Max shows up with a beautifully wrapped bag,
2: and Liz opens it up, and it's bubble bath. (sighs) What? Okay, so so this weirded me out. Okay. One, hygiene products are not a gift to your significant other.
0: You... Okay, well, what if you really like lotion or spritz and they know that and they get your favorite scent for you?
2: All right, has this ever been a topic of conversation between them? Not that we know about. Okay, they both get these girls different kinds of soaps, which to me reads as you smell. (laughs) But then here's what serial killer Max says. It's supposed to make your skin really soft. (laughs)
0: i'm sorry this disturbed you so much
2: listen that boy wants to touch her skin all of it (laughs) at once (laughs) he had the chance out in the desert and didn't do anything because he hasn't gotten her the special softening (laughs) bubble yet (laughs) uh michael's gift isn't much better he gets maria um a bottle that is shampoo and conditioner in one Mm -hmm. and he's like i uh, this is thoughtful like he's Maybe not proud, but he's kind of like, listen, I'm just,
0: I'm doing my best. And Maria is also trying to, like, keep up appearances, I guess, instead of being like, ugh. Because you can tell she's not happy about it, but she's being sort of an adult about it. I didn't like this. Okay.
2: Okay. Let me. Wait, before we dive into it, I just want to say again, all right? This is an actual PSA. Unless it's something... You and your partner have discussed, if your partner specifically says, I love this kind of soap, get me this kind of soap, don't get your partner hygiene products. It feels judgmental.
0: Oh, see, if someone got me really nice soap that smelled really good, I would love it and I would think of them every time I used it. Okay,
2: don't buy me hygiene (laughs) products. Noted. Give me Cafe Rio gift cards. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, so you didn't like this Michael and Maria stuff. Yeah, because the past
0: episodes have been about them connecting emotionally and Maria saying what she needs. You know, like when she comes to talk to him, she's like, I need you to not be cold. I need you not to be mean. But this, when he messes up, she just kind of stands there silently, judging him until he gets the hint to come back and escort her Out of the cafe. And I thought it was a weird... It just didn't feel like Maria to me. It didn't feel Mm -hmm. like that. She would have, like, talked about it or had a conversation about it. And she's being very pointed about, like, hey, this is not how I want to be
2: treated. And you better do better. Mm -hmm. So now that I'm thinking about it, last episode, episode 16, was about maria feeling competitive with liz and max that's true because okay. liz was seeing visions so i i guess this is extending onto that but again it's, it's like you mentioned at the beginning where they're putting in tension between one of the romantic couples mm-hmm. to have tension yeah and i i don't like what they chose for tension although i will admit at the beginning of this episode i was so horrified that he was going to dump maria and go for tests what? But Tess ended up being part of Isabel's story. Oh. When we very first saw Tess, mm-hmm. it had come uh, – well, no. When we when we see Tess the second time, it's the conversation of, like, how do you treat a girl? Mm-hmm. And Tess interrupts it. And I was like, okay, Michael is going to be like, Maria is too high maintenance for me. I'm just going to go with Tess instead. Got it. Got that it, didn't it. happen in this episode. I was afraid that's why they were introducing Tess to be a third wheel, but thankfully Tess is flirting with Isabel and not with Michael.
0: (laughs) And poor Michael is like floundering, but he's really trying. Like you can tell he's like, I don't get this at all, but I'm going to do this for Maria. The patrons in the cafe are judging
2: them. (laughs) They leave to go on a double date and Alex and Isabel almost have a connection and the music's really soft and really sweet to show their connection. Um, And Isabel has... Listen, they're doing a will they won't they right now. And mm-hmm. I'm over it. I'm over we're seventeen episodes in. We've already got two couples together. Why are we just waiting for this last couple? But anyway, Tess jumps in, she swipes Alex's girl for a movie night. And so Alex is walking home alone, having been and I don't think we mentioned this that um he thought he, Maria and Liz were having a movie night tonight. With but, him. Yeah. yeah, but they're going out with the boys instead. So anyway Alex is walking home alone in an alleyway and an amphibian car comes up to him and, is and to the him. window rolls down just enough so you can see the guy's forehead
0: inside and he's talking to Alex and he's like, hey, come get in the car. We need to talk to you. Do
2: you know why I think they did that? Why? They want to hire a significant actor for that role, but they haven't yet. So they've just got a rando person so they could use his forehead. But anyway the sheriff shows up the sheriff just shows up he knows this is happening he knows to be here and he's like i'm the good guy now i'm on your side i'm gonna give you a ride home aliens aren't real i'm gonna protect you from all the weirdies i can be trusted no questions asked man i'm not buying it i'm not buying it no listen i love this show this was a terrible episode it's a terrible episode i was so mad at emily watching this i'm
0: sorry
2: so the date itself is more awkwardness and michael eventually leaves like i don't think we need to step through the date it's just it's drama for drama michael goes home his apartment is ransacked topolsky is there and she has the orb yes that they were hiding in his apartment because it was safe yeah, and so they they told us in the previously on that Michael's like, I don't care what you all think. I want to find the Sado and that's it. So she tells him that the orb is a communicator. But, Emily, how does this long-range communicator work?
0: So there's two of them. Uh-huh. And she has risked her life to bring this out of Washington, D.C., down to Roswell. And she says if you put them together, then that's when they work. What? Good is a communicator if they only work when they're right next to each other. Well, you're not talking to one orb and the other orb. That's not like maybe they have to come. It's like epoxy where you have to pour
2: two things together. Stop. In... <laughs> nope. Because you're going to make a diorama out I of it. <laughs> Stop trying to appeal to me through your knowledge of my hyperfixation. <laughs> like, I get that maybe they have to pair it like a Bluetooth first, mm-hmm. but. That's so I agree. Yes, I agree. I'm not saying I'm arguing. I'm just anyway, playing. The... By the end of this episode, the orb slash communicator will be out of the kids' hands. And it has, once again, The show is again to me doing a horrible <laughs> thing. And it's, no, 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 we don't just get knocked one step back. We get knocked back to step zero every single time time the kids have once again lost all of their evidence they have lost the only person who knows the truth that will talk to them Mm -hmm. and it's it's either all or nothing with this show the Mm -hmm. couples are either fighting or they're trying to touch all of each other's skin at the same time (laughs) as long as it's soft as long as it's soft. (laughs) there is no in-between thing we're either deliriously happy or we're mad at each other and i'm like so back i i just recently re-listened to our all of our roswell coverage um because we spend a lot of time between episodes. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, I mentioned near the beginning when you're asking me, what do you think the week to week is? And I was like, well, I hope it's not the sheriff almost finds him and then the kids get away. Like, I hope that there's more to it. But what this show is, is it, is it knocks us back to square zero every time tangent i'm gonna invite you to walk along with me because this is what we were talking about on the phone today okay we were talking about why isn't the show more serialized yes and we were talking about how well when it was aired not a lot of shows were they were designed so that you can tune in any week and it's man i wonder what those kids are up to in roswell these days and it would be a story about their alien shenanigans kind of a standalone yeah mm-hmm Um, And that it's the beginning and the end of the season that are really important.
0: Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, you guys remember back in the day, there (laughs) there was no DVR, there Mm -hmm. was no streaming services. So if you missed the episode and if something big happened, you wouldn't know about it until they decided to re-air it. There was no way to catch up if you missed it. So from what you're saying, it's sounding like TV shows were like that so that if someone missed a week they wouldn't just stop watching the whole show because they feel Mm -hmm. they missed out on too much important information which i'd never thought about that before because now Mm -hmm. i'm just like oh i'm gonna watch all 16 seasons of this one show
2: this week because it's all on hulu or netflix or whatever we're we're binge watchers now it's you know back back in the day (laughs) so what was this 1999 is when this started yeah 23 years ago yikes the (laughs) zikes um dvds were just starting for movies and stuff i remember Mm -hmm. um but you weren't really getting full dvd releases of a lot of shows yeah what is the first show you remember getting on dvds like renting oh renting yeah
0: or or buying buying i was gonna say the first tv show i bought was star trek voyager
2: which is a really good example of this modular storytelling where you can tune in any week of Voyager mm-hmm. um, and get a self-contained episode. Yeah. Although, I'm going to say, listen, I know there's some stinkers. But the writing in Star Trek is very good. Yes, it is. And I'm not just saying that <laughs>
0: because your co-worker's Jonathan
2: Price. I'm on a Star Trek show sometimes. <laughs> oh, they just announced season four. I'm very excited. If my schedule's open, I get to go back. Yes. Got it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I can tell time. They, they just announced Lower Deck season yeah. four has been greenlit, which is great. The only, mm,
0: like, okay. Anne of green gables pride and prejudice uh-huh. we had those on vhs yes and pride and prejudice is six vhs as long <laughs> yes it
2: is oh uh the first tv show i remember watching through was alias oh, i yes. remember renting the dvds for alias to watch good stuff like a season at a time mm-hmm. and i'm i remember lost was like the first like big dvd show i remember the dvds for lost being a huge deal Mm -hmm. probably like behind the scenes stuff you guys i love behind the scenes dvds she does uh the lord of the rings not even a joke my favorite movie are the behind the scenes (laughs) videos on the lord of the rings
0: extended edition of appendices listen she had us watch this the other day and i'm sitting there going yeah i've seen some of it it's fine it's amazing you know i It's amazing. It was almost overwhelming because of like so much love and attention and detail went into these movies. Like they were talking about the people that made, handmade the chain armor by linking the links together by hand. They didn't have a machine to do it, they handcrafted all of the chain mail.
2: And I'm just like, that sounds like the dream. Emily, that was just the first movie. I know. You guys, I cry when Return of the King wins out. All- I try and watch through all of them once a year, mm-hmm. usually around my birthday. Um, I missed it this year, so I tried to do it around Christmas, but I didn't get past the first one. So maybe uh, instead of watching elementary one night, we could pop in the um two towers behind the scenes. And do that, yeah. Because, oh, you guys, it's so good. Unlike Roswell. Roswell. <laughs> Well, weren't you talking about the DVDs for Roswell? Do you have those? I don't
0: have them. They were difficult to find. And now they're like, I don't know. I have not bought them because they're. I'm able to access them on Hulu. So,
2: mm-hmm. All right. So if I had never seen Roswell before, mm-hmm. if this was the only episode I have seen, I would have liked it. Okay. But because I have seen similar relationship storylines before... Because the kids act, how I feel, is extremely out of character at the end.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Like, the kids we know would not have just sat there and watched Sheriff Valenti pick up an orb. Yeah. No. Also, nobody uses alien powers in this episode. <gasps> except for oh. Niseido, who shapeshifts. Right. But, like, couldn't they walk into Polsky's dreams and see if she's telling the truth? Oh, they sh- Yeah, they didn't use any of their powers yeah. at their disposal. Couldn't they have awoken the soul of... John stevens <laughs> to say goodbye to the sheriff um so after the disaster state night and michael talks with topolsky they go back for mock you and take two mm-hmm. again at the same quarry with like the kids standing in dramatic poses with like one foot up on the rocks or like i'm standing looking out over the lake but as the camera slowly turns i slowly anyway this scene is overshot
0: Would you have liked it had there not been a previous similar? Yes. Okay. I would
2: have liked just one of them. So we've mentioned in previous episodes how Roswell is very good at having unique settings for their conversations. Mm -hmm. And it almost feels like they ran out of settings in this episode. Because we've used the cafe and the restaurant and the UFO center and Michael's Michael's house. Um, And it's... They're very, they're clearly very proud of their opening crane shot of the second debate because that's what is the new scene in the opening credits. Mm -hmm. But, uh, (laughs) so there's a running theme in the show that Isabel never gets what she wants. She doesn't. And they're talking about we have to lay so low we can't let anyone in. No more new friends, Isabel. (laughs) You can't have your new friend at school anymore. Yeah, And I'm like, Isabel has proven time and again She's the best liar and or actor She's out of the anyone. least problematic
0: out of this entire group. And I'm including Liz and
2: Alex the Goody 2 She's Like, Isabel does not make waves. The boys are always getting into trouble and then yelling at Isabel about it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so they've
0: decided, officially, again, don't meet with Topolsky. Yeah.
2: I don't think they needed this. Yeah. I don't think they needed this scene. I like the bit at the end where Maria says... I was out of line last night during the date. You're more important than any, like, than the rest of this stuff. That was nice. I think, I I don't know. I I think Maria gets the gravity
0: of the situation. Out of everyone, I think she's the most mature, even though she's kind of played off as the hippy-dippy... You know, yeah. free spirit. She is the most emotionally mature and the most observant and she is so thoughtful.
2: Mm-hmm. Like,
0: if anything happens, Liz panics. Yeah. Liz panics and Liz cannot lie. No, she can't. And so, yeah, Maria is quickly proving to
2: be, like, awesome. So. Have we ever recorded this long in a Roswell before? I don't think so. Probably, though. Right? So. Michael, oh, I'm so close to getting through whole episode. Michael decides to take the communicator and go meet Topolsky at Bensley Point. Maria decides she's going to go with him. She delays him enough so she can write a message and leave it for Liz to let him know we're going to Bensley. Is that what it's called? Bletchley? Beckley? Something. A Bentley point. point. Hurry. And then. Maria has a freak out in the car and I thought this was to slow Michael down Mm -hmm. but it's played as if Maria is really like I'm actually freaking out I'm terrified I'm scared we have to stop yeah so this is important she makes them stop in the middle of nowhere there is only one road to get up here we say the rest of the kids following along behind stop behind Michael and Maria's car so all the other kids are here The sheriff drives up from one direction. we got to talk about the... Just, okay, logic. Emily's going to get to some character stuff in the scene. I'm going to talk about the logic of this first. We know there's only one road that gets up here. The sheriff drives up from the opposite direction, which means he must have crossed where Mr. Polsky and the FBI agents are if there's only one road to Benchley Point. Mm -hmm. And then this stupid deus ex machina psychiatrist drives up the other direction sandwiching the kids in emily talk about the mischaracterization of this scene okay so michael has taken out
0: the communicator out of his apartment to go meet with topolsky to get the second one Mm -hmm. but everyone's just like oh my gosh michael has betrayed us that's what everyone thinks gone against the vote gone against the vote and max comes up so angry he decks michael Which I found this is the absolutely worst thing Max Evans has ever done. He hits his friend who has a history of domestic violence. Yeah. I hated this. I hated it so much. And here's the thing. Michael just goes back at him because you can tell tensions are high. Everyone is fighting. Everyone's screaming at each other. The orb
2: has been thrown away. The orb has not even been thrown that far. Okay. (laughs) here's why max had to punch michael they needed an excuse for michael to drop the orb Mm -hmm. and this was the only thing they could think up with not even that like okay what if they got into a tug of war with their alien powers yeah what if you know max tried to pull it away with telepathy and michael pulls and it goes flying somewhere in the bushes like you said, he punches he punches Michael pretty hard, and Michael goes down and drops it. But it's no more than 10 feet away from them. No, it's right there. It's very easy to see. <sighs> Super easy to see.
0: And so this is when the two cars come up, sandwich everybody in, they're freaking out, and this is when the sheriff and the psychiatrist go, Miss Topolsky has been staying in this mental institution, so everything she's told you is a lie we're very sorry you got pulled into this you don't need to worry about her anymore and sheriff valenti is a really good guy you should trust
2: sheriff valenti Valenti. everyone says okay yeah and they're all going to get back into their cars and as this scene is happening as this scene is happening i could not believe what i was watching i'm like Hello, this man is from Bethesda, Maryland. His name is Malcolm. He stopped by my office this morning in scenes that none of you saw. I'm going to exposition to you all. Here's what's really been happening with Mr. Tobolsky. Talk, 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 talk. I'm a psychiatrist. And and then the sheriff says, I checked everything he says. It's true. It checks out. And, and I'm they like. They believe him. They believe him. And so this is when I was like, this isn't the real sheriff. The sheriff is Niseido. And this psychiatrist guy is probably FBI. And it turns out that the FBI guy is Niseido, the psychiatrist. Sorry, the psychiatrist is Nasedo. He's not even FBI-affiliated. He's just some random psychiatrist. And I'm like, these children are not using any of their previous knowledge. Like, they know that – do you remember when they were down in the basement of this house and the FBI was tearing the house apart on top of them? They know the FBI is desperate. Do they Do they not think that they would be capable of this kind of deception? But it's basically, the sheriff rounds it up by saying, you can disregard anything Ms. Topolsky said. None of it's true. And what I think it was, is they wanted they wanted us to instinctively distrust Ms. Topolsky because it seemed like she was mentally unstable. Mm-hmm. When I'm like, Do you not believe that she could have been tortured by the government? Was this just a softer age where we're like, the government doesn't kill... Like, Mr. Polsky even says where she's like, ah, the government kills people. That's not why I signed up to be an agent. And I'm like, 1999? I mean, I guess. But we had spy shows. We had Bond movies. Like, I don't know. It seems dis... It seems unbelievable to me. Like... I almost want to watch the next episode right after we record to see how they get out of this Mm -hmm. because none of this, I need to super apologize to you right now. Okay. I'm ready. I just saw the, I just saw the title of the next episode Okay, (laughs) because it was paused. (laughs) I see that. It's all right. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm so mad. So we'll watch it. We'll watch it after this. But anyway, Emily, tell us what happened to the orb. So the sheriff is like, everybody let's go home. And so everyone kind of. Starts going off to the
0: car and Michael and Max are kind of like, ooh, the orb right there. And is it Max that says it? it? says, we'll come back for it we'll tomorrow. We'll come back for it tomorrow. When it's right there. And as they're walking away, basically looking over their shoulder, the sheriff picks it up. Like, they're just left the one piece of evidence they have about their alien heritage.
2: Sheriff was looking in the brush with his flashlight. Why? He doesn't know they have it. They he doesn't. There's no logical reason he should have been looking for anything in the this brush. This was so intensely frustrating because it
0: just had to happen for the plot, and yeah. they just very clumsily shoehorned everything in, saying you can't have it anymore, but somebody's got to pick it up, so it might as well be the sheriff.
2: Practice crazy, zero sheriff just has the. He just picks it up and puts it in his pocket, and he's like, mm, I found a really weird rock we'll come back for it he says we'll come back for it and they watch they watch the sheriff pick it up none of them do anything about it no alien powers no alien powers Yeah. and yeah. they walk away and Max says nice job Michael this wasn't Michael's fault and then we see the, the psychiatrist transform back into Nasedo. and yes it's Tic Tacs <laughs> and not pills in a flask <laughs> Listen, i it could have been the show has done anything yeah well now i'm remembering that you told me that did you see him eating tic tacs you really pointed that out in the first macedo episode and i was like i mean like i guess <laughs> so i want you to to watch Sorry, we have the episode up for reference as we're talking through this, but okay, Emily. He turns into this man who's got a hiker with a big hiker's backpack. Okay. I'm ready. (laughs) He pulls out of his chest pocket. Okay, you're right. I thought it was like a hip (laughs) flask, and I was like, why do you keep pills in a hip flask?
0: Maybe it's an alien thing.
2: (laughs) Anyway. Ms. Sapolsky gets dragged away by the FBI and... Because
0: she's there with the orb waiting for Michael. A car pulls up and they're like, we'll take it from here. And she realizes it's the FBI. They found her. Foreheads back. <laughs> she tried to run and they grab her, throw her in the car. And the last we see is her like banging on the back window.
2: She tries to run from a car down the road. I know. She's standing next to trees and brush and a lake she just runs like 10 feet down the road again mm-hmm. the story dictated she be caught so they do it the quickest way it could possibly happen okay do you remember last episode when liz and max just immediately started smacking face at the beginning yeah. and i was like let's tell a story uh-huh okay listeners i'm sure you know but story we have our introduction our rising action our uh, peak moment and then our falling action and you can have smaller peaks and divots without a story as as you uh each plot point propels your story forward you cannot just have peak story moments because you need these things to happen without the connective tissue of the what should feel like realistic characters connecting Mm -hmm. into it so here's my
0: question, and I, and I talked, I told you I wanted to talk about this. What would you have done to fix this episode?
2: More alien powers! That would be the easiest fix. hmm Second easiest fix, cutting Tess. Wait, like, I've either introduced her earlier or introduced later. This episode is already doing too much work. hmm I liked the, the, the Topolsky stuff. hmm More Sheriff's journey on screen. hmm Like, yeah he called that agent and like you said the scene that we saw seems like it proved what topolsky did if he had done any more digging if we had seen him investigate the psychiatrist if we had seen him find record of how this agent supposedly really died Mm. because let's say there was a cover-up done great but i would have broken the communicator oh like not lost it i wouldn't have had the sheriff get it i would have Had it been broken.
0: So they could still physically have it, but it wouldn't work.
2: That is a really, I really like that. Because supposedly five, six episodes ago, there was a piece of the alien spaceship that was a type of metal that if you broke it, it could reform itself. And I thought the magical amulet they found, that's also gone now. (laughs) Whatever happened to, what happened to the magic amulet? Who took it? Was it in the box that got stolen from their house? Maybe no, I think maybe, no, um,
0: Isabel was wearing it because the sheriff's deputy says like, oh, that okay. looks like blah, blah, blah.
2: But we ended up losing it. We do not have that amulet I anymore. I don't think we have it. Michael has the orbs, but we oh, don't. yeah. We the... don't know where those magical rocks are either. Anyway, it's just there's so many little MacGuffins that are, it's the sexy lamp problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Which I know is, is for female characters, but basically you could have swapped any of these MacGuffins around. The amulet could have been a communicator. The orbs could have been the alien eggs. Mm -hmm. I know there aren't alien eggs in it. But (laughs) we've gotten all these different artifacts, but they don't actually interact with or do anything with the characters. Mm
0: -hmm. Listen, I am super disappointed in this episode as well because it's just they all of a sudden are taking it in a new direction (sighs) for no reason. Because they got bad ratings might have been a Shocker. Shocker. Um, but the thing is, I loved Independence Day. I loved Blind Date. Like, I felt like they had found a really fun groove. groove. Um, It didn't have, like, like you said, it was serialized. It didn't have the overarching all. Yeah. I feel like with this show, it's either fun, happy times. You kind of said this already. Fun, happy times or serious alien problems.
2: Well, yeah, because if you think about it, um with Independence Day, Blind Date and Sexual Healing, there was no fbi involvement at all mm-hmm. and all of a sudden this episode is like no the FPR are here they're a huge threat they're the biggest danger you kids have ever faced you're a bunch of idiots for kissing instead <laughs> of doing alien investigations i don't know it's like i don't know do you want to watch
0: another episode i do so the next episode is going to be season one episode 18 Tess, lies and videotape okay megan what your you guess what Is that title supposed to be Sex, Lies, and Videotape? Is that a song title? That is the name of a film. I don't
2: get these references. I've never seen it, but I know that title. Do you remember when I was like, sexual healing, ew. And you're like, it's a song title. And I was like, oh. It's because I'm older and more
0: mature than you are.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, what's your guess? What's behind door number one? Well, uh, Tess is going to be in it. And so I see why they had to shoehorn in her introduction here. I think there's other aliens out there besides Niseido. Because there oh. are five rocks, three of our kids, and Niseido. I think there's a fifth alien. Okay. Now, I am 80% sure Tess is a uh, FBI plant. Okay. She is 21 jump jump-starting these kids. <laughs> but there is a 20% chance that Tess is another alien. Ooh. And... That's why she and Isabel bonded so hard over new kid from school. Uh, because they are not from here. They are from another galaxy. Uh, lies and videotape. I'm, I hope the FBI threat continues in here. And I. I think somebody's trying to tell a big lie, but they are caught on security cam about it. All right. Those are good guesses. And I'm excited to see what happens in the next episode because I don't think I've seen this one. Emily, Margaret, Amelia, <laughs> Josephine and <laughs> Lloyd. Why? We have to get to season two. Why the <laughs> f***? <laughs> Beat me, please. <laughs> Do you like this show so hard?
1: Because of season
0: two.
2: Even your dog hates it.
0: (laughs) Anyways, you are a good sport. I really appreciate you doing this and letting me make you watch this. I'm just looking forward to your next pick. Oh, it's going to be good, you guys. Should we tell them what it is? Yeah, sure, why not? We are
2: going to read all
0: of the Young Jedi Knight series.
2: I thought we are going to do the full. We're going to do the full EU
0: Star Wars universe that was canon and is not canon anymore, but is still secretly canon i'm so
2: excited yeah i am uh, i am actually excited for that because i've i've read probably i've probably read as much of the star wars eu as you've seen (laughs) um so i'm excited to go into something mostly unspoiled Mm -hmm. oh that'll be really fun for you although i know about the moon
0: we may not get all the way to the end because i think we will we'll read it but like i think by the time we get to the end of the eu they're just like we don't know what we're doing anymore
2: Oh, well, I hope you pick a good ending point then.
0: I hope so too. <sighs> Anyways, that's my bias. Uh,
2: so my name's Megan and again, I'm I'm sticking to my determination that I'm not going to storyboard outside of work hours. Yay! So I'm going to go to thinking about building dioramas. <laughs> <laughs> i just
0: want to see i want to see how long your obsession can continue before you're actually able to do anything about it so my name's emily i'm gonna get back to making meg watch more roswell (laughs) i believe in you i believe in you ready break Everyone, for listening to my sister made me view it the 1999 Roswell edition. I am sitting down here all curled up in a ton of blankets because does anyone realize how cold it is outside? Listen, I understand it is February, I understand this in my heart of hearts. I understand that the winter is the coldest part of the year, anyways. It's like eight degrees outside. It's so cold and I hate it. So I am snuggling down here with my dog and my blankets and my podcast equipment. So anyways, just thank you again for listening. We appreciate you guys so much and I appreciate you and I appreciate Megan because she had a rough time this last time around. So thank you, Meg. I appreciate you. Um, We also appreciate Michael Biancardi for the use of his song, A Passing Storm. So, thank you, Michael. We appreciate it. Man, I appreciate everything right now. I'm just in an appreciative mood. Um, And guess what else we would appreciate is, uh, and we do appreciate already, all the love that you guys have given us. We live for your reviews. We live for your ratings. Thank you so much to those of you who have taken the time to rate us and review us. You guys have helped out so much. We super, super are so grateful for you. You thought I was going to say appreciate, but I didn't. Oh, man. What else is there to talk about? Oh, I forgot. If you guys want to see us during the week, between episodes, you can check us out on Twitter, Tumblr and Instagram at sis made me view it, where we post cute pictures of our pets and I need to post pictures of Megan because she did the keynote speaker address at Life the Universe and everything and she did such a good job. If they post the link on their YouTube page, we will make sure we get it posted on our social media as well so you guys can watch her in action cuz She's a genius. My sister's awesome. She's not even here paying me to say any of this. That's just my honest, honest opinion of her. All right. You've already listened to this episode, but if you want to catch more episodes, you just have to wait a week until March 3rd, where we post our next Way of Kings episode. And then just a week after that, March 10th, we post the next Roswell episode. And so it's the best of all the worlds combined. (laughs) Anyways... I'm freezing. I'm going to go maybe make some hot chocolate. I think that's what I'm going to go do. Hope you guys are staying warm and happy and healthy during these very trying times. And again, I just still have that really good feeling about 2022 and all the good things it's going to bring all of us. So just remember, we love you and we believe in you.